Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, Jacqueline, thanks for joining us on The Score uh, on Cork's 96FM. First of all, uh, congratulations on being appointed chairman of uh, Cork City FC. Uh, I know there's a lot of challenges that uh, will come with the position. Um, you might just outline, first of all, um, the the type of challenges that you, you will face. Um, yeah, Trevor, look, I, I suppose, first of all, it's it's definitely an honour to be chairman of Cork City FC and of the, the Forest Trust. But um, I guess the most important thing is that, you know, there is seven of us on the board. Um, we all have uh, an equal say. We all have you know, our, our own part to play in, uh, in driving the club forward. Um, but I suppose the most immediate challenges, um, I guess, are just to kind of, you know, drive the club on now from, from the last couple of years, keep kind of raising the standards across all areas of the club, whether that be, you know, online, the brand of the overall club, um, and just do as best we can to, to help influence success on the pitch, ultimately. Um, we can't really influence what happens on the pitch. You know, we've got John to look after all that, but um, just put the right structures in place there from, mm. from the ground up to give, uh, to give John and the players the best chance of, of success. Um, obviously, you know, in 2017 we um, won the double, and it was unbelievable highs across the the city. And you know, everything was was going well last year. Look, we had a, a successful season, finished second, got to a cup final. But as you can imagine, now there was a a feeling around the place that we just, you know, things mm. dipped a bit, um, and things kind of flattened a bit as well. You know, this, yeah. you know, there was a. It was just a kind of the the run we had in Europe as well, you know, getting beaten by Legia Warsaw and Rosenborg, two massive teams, but being the double champions of Ireland, maybe you know, just uh, things didn't go as, as well for us as we as we thought it might have yeah. in Europe, um, yeah, we'll and, and, the, se- yeah. and the season kind of just stagnated out. But look, um, it's a uh, we've got five new board members I know, and you know we're. Yeah. Uh, We've got some great structures in place now with staff yeah. off the pitch as well. So looking that, forward to that's the, what I was going next. Like, yeah, you were, you were saying seven board members in total, five new members. Yeah. So it's, it's it's all changed, really, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Look, we um, obviously last year there was uh, we had a very sad times. Pat Shine sadly passed away. He was um, an active board member. He's one of the founding members of, of Forest as well. Um, unbelievable contribution to the club down the years. Um, and then we had four board members: Pat Lyon, Shane O'Connor, Darren O'Keefe, and Wayne Stansfeld stepped down. And now we have um, Damien Treenan, John Paul Clifford, Gar Fleming, Connor Hallahan, and um, Colin McAuliffe, who uh, got elected last January. So, yeah, look, all the lads are kind of well known to supporters around the club. They've got great energy now. And look, I suppose five five new board members can be a, a bit of a transition phase as well. But the lads are, mm. you know, they're ready to get well stuck in as, as we all are, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just on yourself personally, as a City fan, Declan, growing up in, from the shed, uh, being a, f- a big City fan from the shed to the the hot seat as yeah, well as the, yeah. the chairman's seat a lot of personal satisfaction in that I'm sure is it? Yeah yeah look I suppose um, I don't know is it uh, should I say I was never really a shed head I was more uh, sat in the Donny Ford stand with my brother <laughs> yeah. for, for many years um, first started kind of going to Turner's Cross in the early early noughties um, I just my my fondest memory I suppose and the one that really made me catch the bug was that famous uh, Shamrock Rovers away game in Turner's Cross it was a home game oh, for them yeah, but they yeah. had to switch the venue and I remember the atmosphere that night was unbelievable mm. and that's when I really kind of caught the uh, the League of Ireland bug and um, obviously Pat Dolan coming in then and really kind of driving that whole Rebel Army and the new brand and you know making things uh, making things a bit exciting for supporters again and really just kind of pushed on um, 
Yeah, and then I kind of started volunteering for the club. Then um, have a background in media, web design. Um, started doing the website for the club. Um, launched all the social media channels and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I got elected to the board then last year. And uh, yeah, this year now chairman. So look, exciting times, and it's been a <laughs> it's been an epic journey to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. And uh, as, as most people would know, um, Declan, um, you know. Running a league of Ireland club is, is very expense, uh, expensive. What's, uh, if you can tell us, what's the actual kind of budget, we'd say, for, for the year to run a league of Ireland club? Yeah, look, our turnover, Trevor, is in the multi-millions now at this stage. Like, when Forrest first took over the club back in 2010, um, you know, it was on a shoestring budget. Mm. We had a lot of amateur players signed from the Munster Senior League. You know, now we've got a full-time professional team. They're all on 52-week contracts, um, many of them on multi-year deals as well. So, you know, it's... Um, the way it's evolved over the last number of years, but it's just trying to keep up with that pace as well and, and mm. try and not let things dip. Um, you know, obviously it's been, you know, widely reported in the media. We took a, you know, a drop in, in prize money from dropping down from the Champions League to the Europa League next year, for example. But look, we'll manage that as best we can. And, um, you know, it was reported in the media that there was these kind of cuts and things like this. I think yeah. it was blown out of proportion. But um, right. look, I suppose it's tough for us then when you're in the boardroom and you're reviewing budgets and this kind of stuff is going on in the background and it, it just has a negative impact. But look, we... Uh, We'll manage it as best we can, and look, the, the the club is certainly not in uh you know in a crisis situation whatsoever. We've got fantastic staff off the pitch. We've got Paul Witcherly, who's the general manager. We recently hired uh, Paul DC now in a commercial manager role mm-hmm. as well, um, and we're always looking to make improvements off the pitch. And look, it, it's very exciting from our perspective, and yeah, definitely looking forward to the the season ahead now. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many members in total? Obviously, you're always looking for new members. Are you for Forest? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, we've around five hundred and eighty now. Um. So as our next goal is get to that uh, that six hundred mark, uh, there was a massive influx of members when Forest first kind of kicked off. When you know we had uh, those troubles in you know around two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Um, but I suppose as, as the club gets more successful, people tend to think you know maybe my membership isn't needed or or whatever. But I, I suppose uh, in one sense, while we might not necessarily need the membership fee, it's it's all about now kind of utilizing the the strength of the membership and the volunteers, mm. like getting people to run for election to the board. Um, we're kicking off a number of working groups like fundraising committees, uh, marketing committees, merchandise committees, just trying to use the strength of the membership. Like there's this, the scale of our membership is unbelievable when you think about it. You know, you could get a, a random email from a member just out of nowhere that you've never met and he'll he'll offer help in, in a certain area of the club. So that's always refreshing to get. And yeah. look, that's why we want to grow the membership is like make the club as strong as we can. Like I suppose most clubs have one single owner but we've got 570 so you know yeah. there has to be advantages to that you know so, yeah. Yeah. some clubs as well Declan have big investors we say we talk about Dundalk like would, would uh, a big investor be considered by the board at any stage you think um, look Trevor I suppose looking back in time has the has the single investor uh, situation kind of served us well I suppose Brian Lennox is the obvious one where it did work out very well brought mm. the club to a league title in 2005 fantastic success in Europe Um but even I think he said that he couldn't sustain it going forward. Mm. You know, there's just no no major money in it. Um, but I think our model with the, the fan zone membership model is the way to go. A lot of clubs have, have started to do that now as well recently. Galway United is another obvious one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, Shamrock Rovers were a fan zone club as well up to recently. I think they've moved now to the, uh, the investor model as well. But look, it's... I guess uh, each each to their own, I suppose. We can't kind of say which one is the way to go, but in terms of accepting investment ourselves, look, we're always open to speak to, to companies or potential investors, but ultimately about for us, it's, um, it's one member, one share, 
Um, and look, if, if we were to make any changes to that, we'd have to go back to our membership for a, for a vote about changing the structure of the trust. Um, yeah. We're kind of set up like a credit union at the moment, a, a Providence Society, so it's it, it's difficult to make changes without the backing of the membership. But look, if if our membership want it, then, uh, then yeah, and look, we have plenty of opportunity to speak to our members at general meetings and AGM. So we always get the feeling anyway from the members where we see the club going. But um yeah, investment. Uh, not sure right now, but look, we'll uh, yeah. we'll cross that bridge if it ever comes. But yeah, we're yeah. we're always looking at, at 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 new ways to to bring money into the club. But look, we'll have to see it see it, cross that road if it, if it ever came. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the club is in as sound a footing as it ever has since it was founded in eighty four. At the moment, is it? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, like we've uh, made a profit the last. I think it's four or five years running now on the trot. Um, you know the the branding of the club, it, like seeing kids around the street now. We re- yeah. released that new black jersey there back you in, uh, in November. Like there's, I'd be driving down the street and I just stop in traffic and you see a kid walking by with a Cork City jersey on. It's you refreshing, know. isn't it? it? It is, yeah, yeah, and it kind of gives fills you with a certain sense of pride that you know you are making a positive impact. Mm. Um, I was speaking to another Forest member a couple of weeks back there, and he said uh, he was uh, in Ballincollig Regional Park, and there was. Um, just a whole bunch of kids arrived all wearing Cork City merchandise and they had a game of like the, the Cork City uh, the Cork City boys versus all the kids wearing their you know premiership jerseys and all that and when I heard that story I was just thinking you know geez we are uh, we are really making strides mm. and, and it, it's about trying to get the kids involved at a, at a young age same as myself like my brother started bringing me to Torrance Cross when I was young and look here I am now yeah. I suppose so it, it does work you know get them young as they say but yeah it is um it is very refreshing to see the you know the the change around the city and the whole the whole aura of the club is is definitely improving you know yeah and you mentioned change there as well there's a lot of changes off the field as well like city had to say goodbye to great servants like Stephen Beatty uh, Karen Sadler's gone Barry McNamee um you know all parted company uh, for ahead of the season but um you know obviously John's been busy bringing new players but it's it's all sad to see players go that given great service to the club as well isn't it yeah yeah look I, Stephen Beedy in particular like he was um and Johnny Dunleavy you know those guys could hardly mm. walk around the city without having to take a selfie with someone or you know <laughs> uh, getting handshakes from random strangers Karen Sadler as well like uh, he was here for 18 months unbelievable player um and i guess it's difficult for these guys you know they're not locally from Cork and it's it's tough for them maybe as well to be you know living down in Cork um you know, for a sustained period, being away from family and things like that, and it, it's good for them, I think, to get to get a change as well. And the, we know ourselves the turnover of players in the League of Ireland, anyway. You know, yeah. we've got players Round moving about, from yeah. different clubs. Um, mm. When you can't be guaranteeing players, aside from maybe Dundalk or Shamrock Rovers, you know, these three, four-year contracts yeah. and crazy money. You know, when you can't do that, it's it tends to kind of you know players start moving around. Um, but I generally think, like you know, we we put our trust in John to build a, a strong squad. Um, you know, those players, I think, uh, served Cork City well down the years. I don't think anyone can argue with that. Um, Stephen Beattie, for example, geez, that fellow would run through a brick wall, you know. <laughs> um, Cork's own adopted, uh, adopted dub. So, you know, yeah. yeah um, I think he kind of said towards the end, the only thing he had um, that didn't make him a Corkman was the accent you know, at this stage. So, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. they'll be missed. But, yeah, we've uh, we've added a number of yeah. players now as well. Over the, Happy with the squad going into the new season? Yeah, look, a um, lot of young players now joining us. Dar O'Connor from UCD, Ty mm. Ryan from Galway. Um, you know, the lads are coming with, with good reputations. And, you yeah. know, look, there's a... I'm not sure if John is looking to make any more additions to the squad. Uh, obviously, there's been reports in the media about players coming and going and stuff like that. So, look, exciting times and... Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm confident enough that we can we can definitely be, compete. Yeah. yeah. 
And you touched on it well ago as well, Declan, early on in the interview that, uh, you know, the club have been consistent over the last five five or number of years, um, winning trophies and in the top two for the last five years and uh, Europe regularly, which is which is very yeah. important, obviously, as well. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing is being in Europe. Just from, you know, it just has such a, the knock-on effects it has, even from, you know, obviously the prize money, but even just, uh, you know, the buzz around the city when there's a European night, like I think our... European games now are in July, July, 8, July 11th and the 18th are our uh, Europa League legs. So, yeah. look, there's a massive buzz around the city when we're playing. Like, it could be a team that no one's ever heard of, but that that kind of, that feeling of a, a European team coming to Turner's Cross in a competitive European match, you know, it's just, mm. yeah, like a, a full Turner's Cross now on a Thursday night in the Europa League, like you can't beat it, you know. Obviously, yeah. Champions League perhaps, but uh, <laughs> yeah, look, exciting times. Mm. What would uh, you be expecting from the team this season? Like, have you your own personal goals ahead of a season? Now, how are you looking at that? Yeah, look, the the board ourselves. Look, we're uh, we're meeting now at the end of February. Um, we have a board meeting every two weeks to kind of um, go through the the latest kind of club reports and status and 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 metrics and numbers. But uh, we're having a dedicated um, six hour meeting now at the end of February to kind of plan out our short, medium, and long term goals. Um, the areas each board member wants to focus on for the next season and seasons beyond. Um, and yeah, look, I, I guess from my own perspective, it's about improving the branding of the club, um, you know, making, just making it as easy as possible for people to get to Torrance Cross and make it an enjoyable experience. Like we've just arranged a new uh, ticketing relationship with Eventbrite, who are uh, based in Cork as well, um, trying to make it as easy as, as possible for, for people to get tickets. We're looking to make improvements to match night, make it, you know, not just all about the football. Um, we changed our security provider as well um, so you know there's a lot of change coming for the for the new season so I think it's just about um, you know getting our feet under the table now and and uh, and driving on as as a solid board and um, and just trying to you know keep up with the keep up with the, the what's happening on the pitch uh, off the pitch as best we can yeah, yeah. and uh, the community side of the club as well um, Trevor you know we've uh, got a book launch now coming up soon uh, Tony Tobin who's a Forest member mm. he um, he wrote it, it, I'm sure we've all seen his poems on social media he's, yeah. a, he's a great man to rhyme um, so yeah Rebel Rhymes will be released now uh, this coming month and there's a launch in the Cork City Library on the 19th of February Tuesday 6.30pm um, all are welcome so we're going to have the, the Lord Mayor there Mick Finn John Caulfield um, uh, a lot of representatives from Cork City FC Mary Mount will be there as well your good self who wrote the yeah. foreword of the book as well yeah, so thanks that. for that um, so yeah look it's a fantastic occasion for Tony as a Forest member him very proud for him and his family um, and yeah look that's what we're all about you know proceeds of the book going to Forest and, and to Mary Mount as well Tony was very generous there with that so look very exciting and um, yeah we're always just trying to look to get involved with the local community as best we can as well and give give mm. back um, we have such a prominent uh, place now in the city that we should you know, use that to our advantage as well and try and raise the goodwill around the place with, you yeah. know, various charities and, and, and other community groups like ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, exciting uh, exciting few weeks ahead now. And yeah, definitely. Looking forward to get going, yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, re, uh, re-reading a lot of those uh, poems from uh, the great Tony Tobin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great book. Um, just finally then, um, Declan, um, the season kicks off Saturday. It's Dundalk again. Um, President's Cup going for four in a row so uh, you know it's uh, it's important I suppose for John and the lads to lay down a marker early on and uh, you know we, we haven't got the best uh, results against him in recent times but uh, chance uh I suppose to see what we're at uh, the Presidents Cup on Saturday night. Yeah, look, Trevor, that's the that's the beauty of any rivalry. It wouldn't be a rivalry if uh, if one team was winning all the time. Like yeah. I think up to you know maybe the last season's league and the the cup final, we we were getting the best of it. You know, we won those uh, 
plus two cups in a row and we won the won the mm. double and then they won the double last year. So, you know, I think it keeps it interesting. Like this is our fourth uh I think it's our fourth President's Cup in a row against Dundalk. Yeah. So yeah. we've we've won three in a row now and look Michael D. Higgins will be coming to Turner's Cross as well next Saturday, which Great football be, uh, fan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look uh, the, uh massive Galway United supporter himself as well. So mm. looking forward to welcoming him to, to Turner's Cross as well. And look at the whole Dundalk thing. Look, it's it's kind of like over in the UK where we've got Celtic and Rangers or Liverpool and Man United or Real Madrid and Barcelona. Look, we have our own kind of mini version of that, I suppose, in the yeah. in the League of Ireland. Um, we have a small league of ten teams, but to have a rivalry like that, I think, is you know gives great interest. And mm. look, there'll be a massive crowd there now on Saturday yeah. night. Hopefully, I was going to say that should be. We're looking for a huge crowd. Yeah, that's it. Look, our, our tickets now, as I said, are more accessible than ever. You can buy them on Eventbrite. Mm. Uh, they're for sale in the club shop now at the moment for the for the cup for the President's Cup on Saturday. So, yeah, looking forward to a great night and uh, you know first game of the new season with the new board. Um, I'm sure all the lads are looking forward to it as well as am I. So, yeah, exciting yeah. times and hope to see yourself there as well, yeah, Trevor. So, I'll be there on Friday yeah. night reporting. Um, and looking forward to it. Just the very last one then, Declan. I mean, um, you, you mentioned Cork City and Dundalk have been dominating the league for the last five years. Uh, do you see? Uh, other teams coming from the pack this year who, who, who do you expect to come from the pack maybe? yeah look I think uh, Shamrock Rovers have been making great strides as well the last couple of years uh, kind of always improving and um, you know they've invested heavily in their squad again and look Dundalk obviously have a, a, a extended a lot of the contracts of their existing players they didn't lose many of them to the UK you know like like we have unfortunately with you know sadly Aaron um, look there's it, it'll definitely be a more competitive league this year um, will it be us and Dundalk 1-2 again I'm not sure. Look, we'll uh, mm. we see how it goes, but I definitely think it'll be refreshing to kind of throw another uh, team or two into the mix. And look, hopefully we get a get an exciting season ahead. It is the greatest league in the world, as they say on yeah. uh, on social media. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to it now. Yeah, and the lot line. Uh, thanks for coming in and uh, talking to us on the score, uh, Declan. Uh, best of luck with the new season ahead, both on and off the pitch. Hope thanks, Trevor. Well Congratulations so, again. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, yourself and the 96 FM team out in Turners Cross this year. Thanks, thanks Declan. Cheers. Thanks, Declan. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.